0: Everybody, and welcome back to my brand new mixtape my name is jay
1: and i'm Vilnius. and uh
0: we're back it's uh let me know podcast yeah, we're back. number 18 jeez man yeah we've been out this far too long we're basically <laughs> old guys now i mean you know yeah, going senile back during <laughs> back during the war you know my dad used to he used to come home with the with the I don't know the slap and we used to listen to the radio at dinner. <laughs> um we were one of the three families in the entire like Western hemisphere that could afford one. Alright, so um is it time for uh Jay Talks for five minutes? Uh aka the news. Yes, it's time for the news. Um oh boy. in the news. In the news. Um the Flyers destroyed, destroyed the Boston Bruins today. Four to one. Woo! Um, the Boston Bruins don't deserve to win at all, and I hope they lose. Always. Every day. Every day. Um,
1: Man. Take that, Boston. Next up for is Austin. Capitals
0: on Thursday, and they also deserve to lose every day. And then, on, and, then, and then on Saturday, the Lightning, they also deserve to lose
1: every day. So, the Lightning. Go Flyers, go. What kind of team is that?
0: Ah, Tampa Bay. I don't know. They probably got storms down there or something. I don't care. <laughs> you, think, you think i you think i care about tampa bay i mean nah, brady and grok are man. on the bucks now which i guess is kind of cool but
1: yeah did you say his name was grok grok rob
0: gronkowski
1: ah Vilnis
0: doesn't know anything so he has no idea who rob
1: gronkowski
0: is right Vilnis.
1: i can name maybe five sports players
0: uh, let me see. Uh, I can name one. Uh, Vilnis. Vilnis is Vilnis.
1: Me, yeah. I play hockey.
0: <laughs> you no, know, he plays volleyball. He's very good at it.
1: That Vilnes. and hockey. I am a man I mean, of many talents.
0: Vilnis is a man of many talents and very much arm strength when it comes to serving a volleyball. Not really. I heard. I heard. I heard. There's a there's ancient lore in uh, in Latvia that. When he serves the ball, uh, you can hear the ringing of the bell uh, all throughout all throughout Riga. <laughs> uh, the, the church the church bells in Riga ring when he serves volleyball.
1: Bang, clang, clang. <laughs> That's the noise that and, volleyball makes.
0: Um, it's it's really a religious ceremony for them. Um, they they even dance a little bit when when Vilnis uh, serves it out. So I mean, dude,
1: we're really playing me up here. You got those guys dancing, man.
0: <laughs> no, I said I said what because you continuously serve it out of bounds. <laughs> I don't think I'm I don't think I'm playing you up, Vilnis. I think I set it all up just to make fun of you for something that happened about five months ago. Bruh. Bruh is right. Brugtak is right. Um, Brugtack moment. So anyways, I stream on Twitch now, so you should come watch me stream on Twitch. Because if you don't watch me stream on Twitch, I'm probably going to disown you. That's honestly, that's probably where I'm going to go with that. <laughs> um, what is your Twitch? Uh, my Twitch is twitch.tv. That's uh, that's where you can find me, twitch.tv.
1: No, that, that is not where they <laughs> can find you. <laughs>
0: Uh if you go to twitch.tv, search up like Grand Theft Auto at like some point on a weekday and scroll down real far, you'll probably find me eventually. Your name. (laughs) Uh, So all you have to do is type in S-I-R and then scroll down real far and you may find me.
1: I'll do it for you. It's Servada one word S-I-R-V-A-D-A.
0: Unlikely. Unlikely.
1: You kept, Um, you you had a, the other day when you were texting about you making the Twitch, you went, I have a Twitch now, come watch me on Twitch, you didn't say what it was, people (laughs) asked what it was, and you just never replied. (laughs) I'm not surprised.
0: I'm not at all surprised by that. So, yeah, Uh, Vilnius, you want to tell them what we're, like, talking about today, if we are talking, are we talking about anything?
1: Nah. I don't know oh. if we'll be talking about anything except for maybe our top five albums. God as of damn, the what moment. a
0: segue, Vilnius. Good job.
1: I didn't, was that a good job?
0: <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty good. I was just trying to be very over, uh, extra about it. Brug Tech. Brug Vilnis, that was great. All right, continue what you were saying.
1: <laughs> yeah so similar to the movie episode we'll just be doing a back and forth type of deal discussing yeah. our favorite albums and what they mean to us would you yeah. like to uh, start us off jay would
0: i i would be honored so a couple of these are things uh that i have recommended before um this is i think so this is podcast number two Um, this is going way back from my fifth favorite album of all time is Invitation to HERS by HERS. No way, (laughs) dude. Um, so (laughs) Invitation to HERS is something I've discussed probably at length in uh, the second episode. So go back and listen to that. Uh, it was called uh, episode two, the second episode. Uh, so it'll be real easy to find um so invitation to hers is it's it's a like a dream pop or like alt rock indie pop hers is like Mm -hmm. an alternative band um that i found uh probably so in march 2019 um i originally listened to their songs like cool with you speed racer which are from their first ep which is called songs of hers and actually i had a bit of a difficulty uh difficult time thinking whether i want songs of hers or invitation of hers to take up the fifth slot because honestly at the end of the day those are the two albums i think in the past year and a half that i've like truly listened to through over and over again other than ale but ale didn't really make this list i think perhaps it didn't have as much of a you know um effect obviously because it's yeah. Ailstorm. um but yeah invitation to her is when i look at it i think the songs as their first album feel so evolved and so full like they knew exactly what they were doing when they wrote it and i mean some of the songs on this album are just are, are truly truly incredible um i gotta like say harvey Manny Smile. And right now, I think my favorite song uh, out of anything right now is She Needs Him. Um, I love the bass line. I've been learning to play it on my bass guitar. Um, And I think that album is truly the cream of the crop when it comes to alternative music, or or at least Mm -hmm. for me, that kind of indie pop. And um, yeah, I I, I think you should give it a listen straight through, um, and I think it'll be a very enjoyable experience.
1: Yeah, with Jay's heavy recommendation of hers, uh, I have listened to small portions of their music. I haven't yet to jump into it uh, fully, but definitely something worth checking out.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Filmus, you want to hit us with your number five?
1: Yes, so my number five is the Night Gaunts and Days and Days split, which is the uh, 2015 split record from... Kind of, uh, I don't know how to put them, ska, rap, reggae, punk band, night gaunts, and uh, folk punk band, Days and Days, both of whom I have recommended different albums from on this podcast before. (coughs) But this album is uh, where I think they truly shine. And although they are fairly different in style, uh, they go together in a surprisingly Successful manner. Both bands on the album ha- share kind of similar themes throughout their music. A lot of sort of uh, disdain for the world, but then sort of optimism that can that it can get better. You know, with a uh, Nightgaunts' cover of Days and Days, post-party depression, and Days and Days' same shit being primary examples of this. Uh, each band has a cover of a previous song made by the other other band and I would say for both of them they are a uh, improvement on the original song although both original songs are fantastic in their own right unlike the other albums on my list this one I've discovered fairly recently I probably first listened to it about a year ago and it I don't know it's just a very exciting but still sort of comfortable album in a way to me you know mm-hmm. it's It's fast-paced and fun, but at the same time, I can just kind of lounge around and zone out while listening to it, just putting me in a positive mood. Anyhow, that's about that. That's about all I have for that. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think uh, you recommended Days and Days in episode two, right? It must have been when we first recommended
1: albums? Um... I recommended days and days in the sixth episode, but uh, I recommended Night Gaunts in the second.
0: Yeah, but I do recall listening to them, and I I quite liked it. Um,
1: I quite mm-hmm. liked their style. Yeah. Um, and
0: I can appreciate um the music. Uh, kind of similar yeah. to how I was able to appreciate the sky music that you wrecked last week. Was it? Um, I did listen to. That I album, believe so. Thought yeah. It was, thought it was good, so I think uh, perhaps this mm-hmm. is in the same vein.
1: Yeah. Uh, from everything I've listened in the Days and Days discography, uh, it's all pretty great. And I would say the same for night gaunts. Uh, go ahead, Jay. Go ahead with your fourth, if you wish. So,
0: <coughs> I do wish. I wish for a million wishes. I wish for infinite wishes.
1: Hey, you, you can't bypass the system like that. But what if I did? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha!
0: Okay, Shit, um...
1: I can't stop you.
0: Ah man he got me there um all right then for number four I have another alternative album this is this is very reminiscent of about five or six years ago back in 2014 2015 this album of course is sad necessary by milky chance now villainous I don't know if you knew me during my super Alternative oriented sixth and seventh grade years. Uh, nah,
1: I, I only started hanging out with you mid when I was seventh cool. grade when so. I was cool.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, I was always cool. So I, I don't know. Um yeah, that's right. He started hanging out with me when I went hardcore EDM. But mm-hmm. but I must say that Milky Chance was one of the most formative, like like listening to their album. Sad Necessary, which I believe was their first, has been one of the most formative album listening experiences I've had. Um, <clears throat> it's because what was just simply a song that my mom downloaded on what I want to say is November 9th, 2014, if I remember correctly, I may be wrong. In November 2014. Wow,
1: very exact.
0: That may be comp- That may be off by a few days, but I do remember... November 2014, I heard that song for the first time before we went out to dinner. And I said, whoa, my mind was blown, right? Eventually, mm-hmm. I started listening to them. I, I, it was um, Stolen Dance, which is probably Milky Chance's one of their most famous songs. Yeah, I I would mean, say that that song, that's
1: definitely their biggest hit.
0: That song has gotten around a lot of places. I think that's definitely... I've heard it on the radio before and stuff like that, which you know, especially in my little alternative phase, not many of these songs were on the radio like that. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when I heard Stolen Dance, my mind was blown, and <clears throat> I proceeded to listen to more of the album, Sad Necessary. And, dude, the songs on that album are, you know, they're really something to behold. Like, the it's, it's so <clears throat> acoustically focused. Like, I... I it's like a very acoustic album with a lot of almost like a vocal sound effect kind of thing. Um, And I honestly think this was one of those songs that I feel like it brought like my sister and I together when we used to hang out. She used to love to listen to this, which was great because it was also my favorite album. And Mm -hmm. kind of this was my entry into that phase of music. Um, If I was to give some recommendations – stolen dance would be you know way up there i have to say that flash junk mind stunner and down by the river are three of my other favorites um and this album is very good i think milky chance is very talented i have not listened to their new stuff as much though i think uh, i listened a little bit to mind the moon which i believe is their most recent album it came out last november december Hmm. um so i would highly recommend going back to this uh not really relic but it's uh probably six years old now um oh Mm -hmm. never mind seven years old now um and i will go back and listen to that and uh just appreciate that because i think it's it's fantastic
1: yeah it's definitely a good one yeah i've listened to portions of that one as well shall i uh go on to my fourth album yeah, go on. Okay, my next album is the 2004 Mummy Troll album, The Book of Thieves, or, uh, well, I don't really know how to pronounce this, but. Polytleknik. Uh. <laughs> as, uh. That was so amazing, Vilnius. I, uh. <clears throat> I do not know Russian. Uh, Mummy Troll is, of course, oh. the famous Russian rock band. And, um. Back in the day, when I was a youngin, Young um, my parents got a research grant, and I spent—I don't know—a good yearish about of my early days in Russia with them going around and getting stuff for my mother to write her book and the like. Um, and they came across this album, and uh, I've been listening to it since. You know. The album is, uh, not especially fast, uh, although not, you know, excruciatingly slow either, and I can't really say much for the lyrics, as I do not understand any of them, and, uh, you know, in songs like She-Bear, sometimes they just don't even speak Russian and they just make noises, you know, there's the famous... Of, co- of course, segment. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually famous, but it seems famous to me. But the album is very, I don't know how to put this, uh, I guess groovy. <laughs> groovy, groovy, uh, baby. It's just, ai don't know, a fun album that I, I don't know, I always associate with dancing. It always feels like something that would be played at a club or something where everyone would get up and kind of jig about. Or something.
0: (laughs) Of course, jig about, as as we all do, you know. Yeah, as everyone
1: says, let's go jig about, fellows.
0: Aye, fellows, jig about time. It's about time to (laughs) jig about time. But, um...
1: Yes. I don't have an especially large amount to say about this album. It's one of those things where I've been listening to it for so long, I just have grown to love it and cannot really expri- explain my love of it properly. Um, you may see that this is a reoccurring theme in the albums that I list after this.
0: <laughs> that is perfectly fine, Vilnis. Is that all, all you had to uh, yeet about?
1: Yeah, yeah. You want to go all ahead right. with your third?
0: All right. Please cut me saying yeet about out of the podcast. <laughs> or don't and just make me seem very self-aware and very smart and brainy. My number three album on my list kind of signifies me moving out of the sad, necessary genre and era for me, and that is Pharmacy by Galantis. Now, I was mm. introduced to Pharmacy, um, I think at... <sighs> um the end of like seventh grade maybe by a friend um and she was like you want to hear this song that's like my like my song with my best friend and i was like okay and she showed me runaway you and i and i was like that song's weird Uh, And she was like, "Yeah, I know, right?" Which was obviously that thing where she's like trying to act like, "Oh yeah, 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 okay," Uh, and not act like I'm insane for like just criticizing it for no reason. But anyway, after a while, I went back and I listened to the song, and I was like, "That is mind-blowingly good." Kind of similar to "Sad Necessary," and kind of similar also to "Invitation to Hers." Every song is just when I when I hear an album that I really like. I just can't stop listening to it, you know? Um, now, mm-hmm. yeah, this was like the summer after 7th grade, moving into 8th grade, when you and I became really close, or much closer than before. Um, uh, so this is kind of yeah. when Vilnius yeah. caught me, right around here. <laughs> um, so, a couple song recommendations off the album. In My Head was my favorite song for like months and months, I think, just the one song. Runaway, You and I, Is Another amazing song. Um, Like I said before, that's a great one. Um, Dancing to the Sound of a a Broken Heart uh, was a song that I once tried. So it's between seventh and eighth grade for us was kind of when on YouTube, what was popping off was lyric pranks. So one time I tried to prank my friend with this song, but the funny thing is that it's not a very good song to prank with because the lyrics are nothing like funny or anything. Um, so I highly regret that. Um, anyway,
1: what 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 are the lyrics?
0: How um, it's how basically this lyric just,
1: prank work?
0: Okay, so what you did was you texted people the lyrics like line by line. I will see if I can find some for you. I will find some for you, all right? Don't worry about it. I will send it to you. And you know what? Should we link it in the podcast? Yeah, Uh, yeah. Let's do that. James Reacts. Great channel name, first of all. Just paste that link in there and let them take a pick from the bunch, right? Okay. But anyway, um, if you listen to that song, Dancing to the Sound of a Broken Heart, after watching this, you will very very quickly realize that the song is just absolutely terrible um like for a prank like that he did a lot wow how many of these pranks
1: this is James Reacts guy
0: yeah i used to love this guy when i was in 7th grade it's a good reminder of how impressionable i was he did roughly 30 of these videos Roughly 30. Um, and it's, dis- it's, dis- it's disappointing. Reading YouTuber's <laughs> first tweet.
1: Great series, dude.
0: Do not microwave eggs. Uh, <laughs> Try not to move challenge. Impossible. <laughs> Sammy Ramondo quotes 679 musically cover reaction. Um, There's a lot of really thirsty stuff about girls being like 13 years old and it makes me really uncomfortable given that this guy was like 17 and it's a little weird that he was like reacting to this on YouTube and like, oh my god, this this is a text prank that he did a year later and it has like so few views that it's almost funny. Okay, so go back and watch this guy. Go watch that. And now he's a SoundCloud rapper. Um, oh, wow! Uh, let's listen. Uh, Not a great little career Tumblr, pivot. Lil Tumbler is his name. Uh, his song "No Wifey," uh, his song "I'm Jealous," "Riding with the Ops," official audio. Ben 10 and "Sell My Soul," also official audio. I don't know how you get as good as James reacts with five hundred eighty-eight thousand subscribers and an average of about four thousand views on your SoundCloud rap stuff. I gotta say, good stuff, baby good stuff all right Woo. um okay well i was talking about pharmacy um anyway as a final part the actual list of recommendations in my head run away you and i call if you need me peanut butter jelly
1: peanut butter jelly time. peanut butter wrong jelly peanut time. butter jelly illness
0: i'm going to make you dead <laughs> Okay, Vilnius.
1: It's oh, uh, tur- remember that back in like elementary school. I do they remember that. Play that, that yeah. at all the school events. Legendary. That's the worst song ever.
0: Legendary. Yeah, I know it's terrible. It's a garbage song. It's all right now. Way back, way back, way
1: back. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, you're a uh, villainous shoot true brilliance. Okay, so my third favorite album is "London Calling" by The Clash. The Clash, of course, being probably the most successful punk rock band of all time. And well-renowned by many. Uh, London Calling, I feel like, is always referenced as, like, one of the best albums ever, you know? Yeah. Even though, you know, their biggest hits, like Rock the Casbah and Should oh, I Stay or yeah. Should I Go Now, are off of Combat Rock. But, you know... Oh, that's right. Even then, I feel like London Calling is far more iconic. London Calling is another album that I've been listening to forever. You know, listening to that one since I was in the womb. Of Uh, course, yes, Phyllis. The songs are fun to listen to, although, you know, sometimes they handle more serious topics. You know, racial violence and social isolation and the like. But still... It remains a fairly, um, upbeat album, I guess you could say, if you don't really think about it, and I'm someone who, typically when listening to music, is not the most focused on the lyrics. I kind of just think about it as, I don't know, the whole package as it goes into me, and then I kind of, or I guess kind of the mood of the song is what I think about the most when listening. Um, The album, you know, is very clearly punk rock, but Kind of mixes, you know, a grab bag of other genres. You could say that's a bit of, I don't know, reggae influence or pop influence on it as well, which clearly helped it to reach the mainstream success that it had. Certainly deservingly so. The album is something that, I don't know, <laughs> once again I feel like I, I have to say that I just, I've listened to it for so long that I just can't really express why I like it so much. The album back in the day used to be the uh, default album for when we were cleaning the house. I guess that's sort of twisted the effect the album has on me. For you know, whenever I listen to it now, I'm always kind of pumped up afterwards and always feel a bit inspired to go and actually get something done, go and do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I mean. I think part of music is the central experience of it's, it's experiencing the feeling of listening to it. And a feeling is kind of difficult to describe sometimes. Um, uh, a certain type of bliss. It's not always the same, but, um, yeah.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess before going, I'll give, uh, I'll recommend two specific songs. If you don't want to listen to the whole album, uh, my favorites are, spanish bombs and lost in the supermarket oh also death and glory
0: there you go all right then um um i'll definitely give that a listen so number two for me is uh, stories by Avicii. now stories i believe is a 2015 album if i uh, if i remember mm-hmm. correctly and
1: yeah this is the album that you uh recommended in one of our unreleased episodes recorded at pstv
0: did i really i do not remember that yeah all right um this was like Avicii's second album um and man this reminds me of a great time so i got this around christmas time in 2015 uh and this reminds me of a trip that we took to italy um and this was what i listened to constantly some of the songs on this are just absolutely incredible i think avicii as a whole avicii as a whole is he's one of my favorite artists ever and i was you know heartbroken by his passing last year or oh my god two years ago Mm -hmm. um he was definitely one of the formative um the formative artists especially like i mean i'm not like old now but you know since since i was littler um and just this album, I think there are so many gems um, and so many songs that are good for different reasons. And I always appreciate how he has such a wide variety on, um, on his albums, whether that be True, uh, Death for his first album, whether it be Stories, whether it be his third album, which for some reason uh, it was called Avicii 01, or whether it be on Tim, which was the tribute album. All of them and as well as his earlier singles. Um, I Could Be the One's a great example. Like I feel like there is not well there are songs, but to an extent there is no quote true Avicii. He has this style that is such a widespread thing. And I can't help but appreciate that so much. Um so off of this album, Waiting for Love was probably one of the more famous ones. This song is absolutely amazing. The music video is fantastic, too, by the way. Um, Touch Me is a very groovy song, uh, as Vilnius used to describe one of his albums, groovy. Um, <laughs> For a Better Day is great, and there's a really strange music video uh, that I think is, is very good. Um, well, it's it's. I'm not going to describe it. You should watch it. Broken Arrows is great because he dips back into the pool that's like a hey, brother. He goes back towards country music, towards a bit more of a twangy sound, which I absolutely love. Um, I love Sunset Jesus. That is a very uh, upbeat and blissful, calm song, or sort of. Somewhere in Stockholm is also one of my all-time favorite Avicii songs, Um. I love the soulfulness and how much it feels like it comes from his heart. It talks about his past and what he experienced, and I really, really like that. And I'd have to say Gonna Love Ya is another uh, groovy, groovy song from him. And if you're looking at um, the UK or Japan and Russia version, whatever, uh, there's also songs like The Nights, which is another one that's fantastic, and Levels, which is... You know that's that was his original popular song from two thousand eleven. So all of those, not all of them, are on it in the U.S. version. But I must say, please go give this a listen because this is honestly this this album is is one of the more important ones to me, um, just because of the experience it gave me. And this is one of the last. This is the last Avicii album that I listened super religiously to. Um, like it was to the point where I didn't even know that his two thousand seventeen album came out. Uh-huh. Um, until probably, like, eight months later, maybe. So this is definitely, this is something that, that is amazing and should be listened to more.
1: I agree. Avicii has some pretty good songs that I've heard over the years, and many of them come from that album. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely agree with what you said about his uh, versatility in his style. Often, never really... Sticking to a specific type of thing, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I think there's something wonderful about his music and his style. And I, if you don't listen to Avicii, I do recommend it. Because I think at the end of the day, there's definitely something for you.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, then. Yeah. Shall I go on with my third... Go uh, on, second, Vilness rather. Go
0: on, Vilnius. Live your life.
1: Yes. Yes, <laughs> I shall. My... Go on, Butterfly. Second favorite album, as of now, is addicted to bad ideas by the World Inferno Friendship Society oh, yeah their 2007 concept album about you know famous 1940s actor Peter Laurie. the World Inferno Friendship Society I have discussed briefly on this podcast before I don't think I've recommended anything of theirs uh, specifically though I would probably consider them to be my that consider them to be my favorite band uh, once again, ...mostly being just because I've been listening to them since infancy. And, uh, I'd say none of their songs have ever really grown old, I guess, you know? Each of them still remains just as good as when I heard it the first time. And this album certainly fits into that category. Uh, it tells the story of, you know, Peter Laurie's life, as I explained, or, or as I said earlier. Uh, Peter Lorre being a Hungarian Jewish actor, you know, who was alive in the 1940s. or He came over to the United States when Hitler re- rose to power and began a rather successful acting career. He's mostly known for playing uh, villains and playing characters in horror movies. His first big break was, uh, I think, what, what's that movie? The one that, uh, uh, it's called, oh, M. That's the name of the movie. It's the one that the album cover of Hmm. Addicted to Bad Ideas mirrors. The one with the hand reaching out into the sky. He plays a uh, serial killer who preys on little girls. Um, You know, it's not all he was kind of shoehorned into. You know, his most famous role is uh, he plays the main character in Casablanca. Yeah. Which is a pretty good movie. That movie is Uh,
0: fine. Watching it in the dark in French class. Mm.
1: Yeah, watching it in French class was not the best way to experience it. Not at all. Um, but I wouldn't say that I disliked it. Fair. Anyhow, World Inferno Friendship Society are a punk rock band, or more specifically, a cabaret punk or circus punk band. I know nothing about cabaret punk music. They're the only band I know that falls into that category. And circus punk is a title I believe that they came up with. So, uh,. Basically, it just means that they use a wide variety of instruments. This album features everything from saxophone to violin to the piano, to you know, everything else from your punk album, you know. These songs do a pretty good job of telling the story of Peter Laurie's life. Uh, I wouldn't say that they perfectly communicate everything, and I don't think that's their intention either, but once looking him up after hearing the album or realizing the album was about him... uh, You can easily make connections, you know, with the most obvious being, you know, M is for morphine in correlation to his uh, growing morphine addiction as doctors served it to him in big doses as he slowly died. Another pretty big example is everyone comes to Rick's being, uh, you know, connected to Casablanca, where Rick's is the uh, diner, I guess, that the movie takes place in for the most part. Uh huh. but a plethora of connections to make. I would not say that I'm the biggest fan of Peter Lorre, so uh, I don't really notice all of them. Uh, While I feel the album is probably much more enjoyable to those who are big fans of Peter Lorre, it still is a very, very fantastic album, whether or not you know of his career. I was not aware of him for many years, until, you know, I was like, oh, oh, that's what this album's about. It's a fun album. Definitely worth everyone listening to.
0: I think World Inferno is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Like we've talked about several times. I've gone to, uh, I, I, we went to their concert, and I thought it, I think it's definitely, um, their music is great. Especially live. I haven't listened a whole lot to the mm-hmm. recorded stuff, but I must say.
1: Yeah, No. They have uh the best live shows of any band that I've ever seen live, I would say
0: yeah um, for sure mm-hmm. so
1: you want to go into your first place or do you have an honorable mention or something?
0: um I have an honorable mention it is just a um it's just a quick one I'll mention uh, and that album is all the little lights by passenger. Um, This was a song, uh, an album, I guess, from like 2012, um, roughly. This is that's when I started listening to it, I think. Um, And I used to love the song Uh, Passenger. If you don't know Passenger, uh, his story is that he was homeless and started singing and somebody saw him singing and thought it was fantastic. And he was eventually able to make it. Uh, musically at least back in 2012 and i think he he still has some traction nowadays and i loved that album um and i think like my number one off that album was let her go uh wrong direction was great and um uh and there was another one that i cannot remember but that album is fantastic so that was all i had to say for my honorable mention you should go listen to that should i give my number one Mm.
1: yeah drop
0: it. I'll be mildly brief about my number one because I've talked about it before on the podcast but that is 20 something by Jamie Cullum. <laughs> I just recommended this recently of course of course that album is something I've been listening to since I was probably about one it came out in 2004 and it is honestly just it's pretty much uncontested um it's it's un- it's completely uncontested in the top spot um mm-hmm. it's not even like jazz is my all-time favorite genre. But something about that album and the reminder it gives me of when I was a little, like like a toddler, is, is irreplaceable um, by any other album. So I wouldn't be surprised if it stays up there for a long time. Like I said before, um, go listen to 20-something, um, uh, These Are The Days, um, Singing In The Rain is great. I Get A Kick Out Of You, um, and you know what, just listen to the whole thing. Listen old. Um Yeah.
1: I have actually listened to that album at yeah?
0: yeah. And uh how do you like that it? one
1: is quite great. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. I would not consider myself to be a fan of jazz at all, really. Um that album still manages to be quite a fantastic listen.
0: Now you got two attestations, so go listen to it or like some problems are gonna happen. We're <laughs> we're gonna cause a ruckus, if you know what I mean. All right man. You're uh, you're up. Number one.
1: My favorite album as of now is another World Inferno album. Oh, yes. And this one being Red-Eyed Soul, the 2006 one. Uh, this one is kind of the fan favorite. seems to be everyone who's a World Inferno fan's favorite album. And uh, as Jack Terracloth has gone on to say, uh, his reasoning is just that they worked so incredibly hard on it and had, uh, I don't know, kind of the best lineup of the band's uh, selection, because they've had, like, 40 members over the years. Normally they have about seven at a show at any given time. Anyhow, uh, the album, I, I can't really say why I like it more than Addicted to Bad Ideas. Maybe just that it's, I guess, a little less, um, cabaret, per se, often featuring a bit more alternative rock inspiration. I don't know if this is actually true, but, uh, it kind of sounds like it, I guess. (laughs) Uh, both Addicted to Bad Ideas and Red-Eyed Soul uh, feature songs that were from previous records, and, I guess, EPs as well. With Red-Eyed Soul, I think, has the entirety of the Speak of Brave many p on it. Um, this may come off as a negative to some. I, I don't really know. I feel like each song still flows uh, very well in listening to the album. Maybe I like it better just because they're more like single songs off of the album that I have listened to more just on their own than I have addicted to bad ideas. I often listen to just the world of Bruno album in their entirety uh fairly often rather than just listening to specific songs as you know whenever i hear a song come on in my playlist i go oh i should go listen to that album <laughs> yeah uh and this album and red-eyed soul certainly features probably all of like my top favorite songs of theirs you know
0: hey that'll do it dude
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Uh, Red-Eyed Soul is one of those albums that I've just been listening to forever and has, I don't know, it just kind of represents something bigger than just the album to me.
0: It's a big part of your life, huh?
1: I guess that could be a way to put it, yeah. Uh, Hey, but
0: but hey, at the end of the day, right, just for anybody listening, I, I think it's interesting because I think we let music define us outwardly like our music taste is going to drive someone away or something you know what listen to what you want right and you don't need to have a reason why you enjoy something i don't know why i like one direction sometimes don't ask me all right <laughs> they made some bops in 2014 all right like that's just how it is so at the end of the day like what you like enjoy your music and let it form you the way you want to be formed or the way it ends up forming you um and sometimes uh it's difficult to, Put it into words. Um, perhaps not for me because I like to talk and it's easy for... Or I like to perhaps elaborate and it's easy for me to do so and just continue and continue and just never stop. Um, but maybe for, for you, like Vilnius it's not so simple to simply comprehend your feelings towards something. And that's all right. So, um,
1: yeah,
0: all I got to say about that. Thank
1: you for that. That is uh, definitely something... That is true.
0: Yeah, so you know, we all find our music at the end of the day. We all find our niche. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all, it's all whatever you want. But yeah, so mm-hmm. um, is that all we got, Vilnis? Yeah, that's all I've got to say. That's all I've got. I really appreciate. I mm-hmm. really appreciate you guys listening. Much love from. Yeah, us. thank you. Um, we hope that you are mm-hmm. enjoying these kind of top five slash more personal. Discussions that we've been having or at least three of the past four episodes um, we took a little bit of time to prep for this one just to get our thoughts together on what our top fives were and uh, I hope it's paid mm-hmm. off and I hope it's entertaining and I pretty feel free to um, let us know if it is because I, I, would, I would like to know if you want to see more of this in the future um,
1: mm-hmm. leave a comment
0: Yeah, leave a comment, uh, shoot us a message, whatever, Um, if obviously you have Mm -hmm, a comment.
1: mm -hmm. And, all right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Peace. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: Can't wait to watch James Reacts after this podcast, guys. Uh, let me unplug the fan. Ow.
0: Bruh. 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 Prank calling prostitutes? Yep, of course.
1: I don't know how to talk about music.